All right, welcome to 3 MFAers. I'm Brandon McPherson. I'm from Toronto, Ontario. I have a MFA from the Actors Studio Drama School, and I'm currently in quarantine. I'm here with Josh. What's up? Joshua Stir here. Director, actor, uh, video game extraordinaire, and yeah, stuck in quarantine in a basement right now uh, in Long on Long Island, New York by Ridge. Caleb. Hey, Caleb John Cushing, actor, writer, filmmaker, and I'm coming at you live from Savannah, Georgia. It is 90 <laughs> degrees at 10 in the morning. Somebody end Jesus. my life. <laughs> <laughs> um, so before we get into our movie this week, which is one of the greatest movies ever created. Well. Uh, yeah, okay. All right. No, we can argue this out <laughs> later. That's fine. Um, Caleb, you wanted to talk about our, our ranking systems and how we're doing that? Uh, yeah, I mean, just for a second, uh, if <laughs> we had a, <laughs> it sounds so dumb when I'm talking out loud. So we all watched this movie <laughs> House, which is a masterpiece, uh, and not everybody agreed, but, um, oh yeah, that's a masterpiece and a night's tale is an ICA. I get it. Okay. Yeah, exactly. All right. You understand. Okay. So we don't have to <laughs> No. Um, well, as we were starting this whole thing, what, what got me interested in talking about it is that Josh, uh, you like gave, I forget what it was. You gave like the Godfather, like a four and a half, uh, out of five, girl. Right? or the Dan- no, you have something. And it was like, and you're like, well, nothing's perfect. And I, I don't know that like, got me interested in what you guys kind of, how you guys are like critique and, and rate things. I know that it shouldn't be all about like the score or the number or whatever. It should just be about like the thoughts and opinions expressed. But I personally don't feel that way. Like I don't, like it's not like a math equation. Like I feel like if I get the maximum enjoyment out of a film or maximum appreciation out of a film that I think I can, I don't have any like major issues with it that affect how I feel about that piece of art. Like I'm totally fine giving like a five out of five or a 10 out of 10, but I know other people disagree. So I wanted to hear like what you guys thought about kind of the metric of scoring something or like how well, you guys do it. Yeah, I think, well, cause it's funny. Like, do you go and rate a movie based on entertainment value you know, like the the Power Rangers movie, let's say from <laughs> yeah. 1993 or four or five, whatever the mid 90s. As a kid, that was the greatest movie of all time. It was like my heroes on TV or on the movie screen. And I would have like five out of five. But like objectively, it's not the best movie. So it's it kind of just I think it depends. I think I based on just I take a movie separate from everything else. And kind of how I rate it, right? Did I enjoy it? Did was the story good? Was the acting okay? Now I have this weird thing about nothing being perfect. You know, that can be argued, but I also that comes from a Midwest background of like you never give every anybody perfects because there's always room for improvement. <laughs> you know, but that's that's just me. And I think yeah, I think it's all just personal opinion, which kind of goes into like why are we doing this <laughs> yeah why well, why do our opinions matter i don't know <laughs> yeah i totally hear you um i don't know i feel like art doesn't exist in a vacuum and like everything is like you have to or i approach it holistically like i yeah totally you can point out flaws in any film because it nothing is ever going to be quote unquote perfect and flawless and seamless um but if for me, if I if those 
minor things are outweighed by ambition, a creativity, a passion on behalf of the artists or artists, and I love it, then yeah, it's going to be like Black Swan, The Wailing, like five out of fives. I can't think of anything I would have preferred them do differently, you know? Right. Yeah, that's a, that's a very fair way to look at it. What do you think, Brandon? Yeah, no, I, I mean, I think that's, that's a very fair way to look at it. I just, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be interesting as we keep going to see what our own personal scales look like. Yeah. You know? Yeah, um, there's a difference between, like, Miracle and House, for sure. Yeah. Like, right <laughs> now, I don't think I've given lower than the three. Maybe I gave something, to, uh, probably Purple Rain. I probably gave Purple Rain lower. You gave Purple Rain but, a two. Yeah, see, there you go, because it, it deserves even less. If I was on more on my scale, I would have given it a one. Wow. <laughs> but, like, but that's the thing. It's all personal scales, right? For me, I don't, like, don't want to give ones because it feels mean. And if I give out a whole bunch of fives, then I'm going to have nowhere to go. That's, that's all. Fair. That's right. all. Exactly that is fair. all that's happening with my scale. That's it. Yeah, if you give so many fives, it's like, okay, so then, but, like, what's a bad movie to you? You just love everything. Right. You can't just love everything. Yeah. And, oh, I and don't I already, catch, and we're about I already, to find out. <laughs> I already have that problem where I come out of every movie I see, and I'm like, oh, that was the best movie I've ever seen. Yeah. Oh, you gotta go see this movie. It's the best thing ever made. And you it was like yeah. the newest Power Rangers. You know, it's like, it doesn't matter exactly. what it is. It's not, not good. Yeah, I totally think they got gypped on the Oscar, the, the award season, but whatever. I, I, it was still one of the funniest days. Uh when Marlon, <laughs> yeah, the next day after the Power Rangers movie came out, one of our friends Marlon walks into school and is just like, "Oh yeah, they're gonna win Academy Awards for that." Just this bro, dead Power serious. Rangers, best movie ever made, bro. <laughs> dead serious. Oh, and then you were oh, like, man. and then you go to him, and it's like, "But what about Fast and Furious? They came out this year too." And his brain explodes because <laughs> he can't comprehend. <laughs> right. Paul well, guess- and Shaw. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> the greatest crossover of all time. <laughs> God, I love yeah, that, that kid was, so much. It, it was actually, I actually liked Hobbs and Shaw. It was very entertaining. It was so good. It was, it was fantastic. Also, those cameos were amazing. Right. To have uh, Kevin Hart and Ryan Reynolds and to not mention the fact that they were going to be in the movie at any point in marketing was so well done. Yeah, it's, it's like Beyonce dropping an album. Yeah, like Beyonce just dropping an album. <laughs> <laughs> sneaky, sneaky. Oh my God. So all this saying is, those of you who are listening, whatever we rate these movies, it's okay to have a different opinion and a different viewpoint. We still love you. I never come back. Just so you know. I I still love you. If you have (laughs) a different viewpoint, then you're my enemy. Yeah, you're my mortal enemy. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. There can be only one Highlander rules, baby, which is another movie we should watch at some point. Yeah, I play by anime rules. So (laughs) what are anime rules? Uh, if if you're against me, then you're my mortal enemy forever and ever. Unless there's another enemy that comes up, and then you have to be friends and fuse. Right, and you have to be besties. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's 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 always binary. Yeah, there's no in between. <laughs> Either no my in-between. best friend and I'll like you know do anything for you, or I will right. like make it my life's mission to destroy you. <laughs> right. And by anybody else? You... Sorry, Josh. Go ahead. Sorry. Um. Sorry. <laughs> Did you anybody else? Notice in uh, the last Airbender anime, which I just finished uh, a week or so ago, that the dragon, like the original dragon yeah. dance, is essentially the fusion dance. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And as like you know, Trunks and Goten, you know, yeah. 
very similar. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, that's for sure. Like a like a call out, like an homage. Yeah. Mm. Um. So Caleb requested I update him on my life, and um. So I've been playing the original Final Fantasy from the PlayStation. What is PlayStation that? Is that seven? Uh, yeah, Final Fantasy seven. seven. Oh, sorry, seven. Not I the just original think Final like. <laughs> well. Here's the thing. Everybody talks about Final Fantasy VII as like the Final Fantasy game. So well, it is. It's the best that's one. Why, right. Um, so I just got done. Um, Red Thirteen, his grandfather, mm-hmm. and that like uh, Carol Canyon or uh, Color Canyon. Um, yeah, something like that. Something like that. So I just finished that, um, and it's it's been interesting because I'm getting used to like the mag- different kinds of magics and what's used to. Like I just got through this cave where. Ryan's like, hey, if you cast Cure on them, they it does a lot of damage. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm like, oh, wow, it's doing so much damage. And then I do it on another character and it heals them. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> like, how do I know? I don't know. But my team right now is uh, uh, Cloud, of course. Um, of course. Uh, Yuffie and um, Barrett. They're like my rock stars right now. So They're probably, yeah, that's a, that's a really great combo. I like um, Tifa a lot, you know, but... Yuffie's just got, you know, she's got the moves. She's got the moves on the attack, and like yeah. Barrett's just like a tank, so that's good. And, <laughs> and he's know. just funny. <laughs> I like Barrett as a lot, like a lot. It's such a weird, interesting character. Just this guy, yeah. like, I don't know. You can tell that, like, the Japanese people had no idea how to, like, write that character, and they just made him a complete stereotype. But yeah. it's it's funny. I don't know. It's 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 charming. I, I think that game has a lot of heart and spirit, and it's very ambitious, and I, I like it a lot. Definitely. And I'm 17 hours of gameplay into it. Jesus. <laughs> so, and I'm it's still only, amount. like, you're only halfway on done, baby. <laughs> um, so, That's and crazy then, when there's two discs. That's old uh, school. Yeah. The I, 90s, no, there's baby. three. There's three, right? Ryan said there was three discs, or was there only two? I Which remember one? two discs, but there might be like a special edition or whatever. I have no idea, but I remember. Yeah, I definitely remember two. It's crazy knowing like two discs in the '90s for like Final Fantasy and how big that game was, and then two discs for Red Dead Redemption Two. <laughs> For the PS4, you know, now <laughs> yeah, it's like you, just to tell you how much data that game has, you know. The, well, the the worst right now is Call of Duty because they did the uh, uh, whatever update, Warfare update. So it's a, a free uh, free for all style game now as well. But every mm-hmm. week there's like a new update, so it's up to oh, like wow. 170 gigs or some shit, and it just keeps getting bigger and bigger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nuts. Like it's like it. it I had to delete it because it took up ninety percent of my hard drive. Yeah, I mean, you have to get a, your own <laughs> another PlayStation just to play the game. Yeah, and it just keeps getting bigger because they just keep adding to it. That's nuts. That's yeah, fucking insane. Awesome. Um, I watched Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Uh, eighty-eight, eighty-nine. It was wonderful. I almost requested it for one of our um, viewing. <laughs> things but i'm like I, it's it's too it's too much of a cult classic kind of stuff i'd rather like you know request like evil dead or something you know what i mean but because um, that's not a cult but, classic yeah, right. <laughs> like the original no i don't know but like no killer clowns from outer space if you guys want to check it out it, it's on netflix the u.s netflix anyway and um yeah it's kind of a good time it's kind of interesting but crazy the acting is terrible but clowns <laughs> look great Really? In a movie called Killer Clowns from Outer Space, the acting's not great? 
That's bizarre. Caleb, <laughs> I have an open mind, okay? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm being mean. I'll You're save, being a I'll save my minded doucher. I'll save my uh, little comments for when we get into the film of the week. Good. <laughs> save it. Hey, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, I don't know, Brandon. Do you want to just? It's better you, than fine. Do you want to just do this? I, I know yeah, you're ready to go. Fine. I know you're waiting for it. Unless anybody else go. has anything else to say. Is there anything else going on, Brandon? Anything of note that you noticed or no? Uh, you mean newswise? Newswise, yeah. Yes, anything I have a few things. Da, da, da. All right, the biggest news on the block this week is. There's a new scripted television show coming from the series runner of American Vandal and starring Mr. Nicolas Cage playing Joe Exotic. Really? Uh, Yeah, they're doing a Tiger King uh, 8-episode TV series starring Nicolas Cage as Joe Exotic, and I cannot (laughs) wait. I uh, I'm somewhere in between you guys. I know, like I I am on paper. It sounds like amazing, but I, it does feel kind of like. I mean, we just we just got this documentary, and that's basically right. a TV show. Like it's basically fiction. Like it's insane. It's the craziest thing yeah. I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, I don't know how. I don't know what else they can do. How what they can I mean, add to it's it. Minimum a year, right? Like, and that's a, at okay. best. It's going to take them a year to film it and do it and put it out. And then now with the pandemic, it's going to be even longer, right? So it's going to be a while before we see this. <laughs> yeah, but I, I just don't still know. Making it, I think I don't know what it could possibly do that the documentary didn't already. You know, I don't know what it can add or do differently. That's what I'm saying. I don't know why. Well, it, it just seems very soulless. It seems very like well, we're making money off this, and we don't. You know, that, if, I don't know. If it wasn't Nicolas Cage playing him, I wouldn't be interested. <laughs> but with Nicolas Cage True. playing him, I'm True. all in. Talk about your five out of five movies. I'm definitely going to watch it. You know, for, is it a movie or a show? What? It's is a show. It a, yeah, a show. No, it's a show. Um, is it a, who's playing Carol Baskins? That's what I want to know. It has to be Kathy Bates. <laughs> I'm going to fucking lose my mind if they cast anybody else. <laughs> They're going to go like real wild with it and get like Angelina Jolie. Just a really <laughs> alternative representation of it. Yeah, because what she's doing now. Whatever she wants. Raising like six adopted children. That's true. No, I feel like this, what they can do in the TV show is take a stance on whether or not, don't have it up in the air, whether or not Carol killed her husband, just have Carol <laughs> kill her husband. Just and the she very is first scene is her pushing her, his, her husband into a tiger cage. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, let's be, I mean, she definitely did kill her husband, so. Right. I mean, 100%. 100%. <laughs> A hundred percent. And then she goes like on on the news and is like, "Yeah, I feel betrayed. I feel misrepresented by the filmmakers." It's like, dude, you killed your husband. She does that thing where she laughs all the time, no matter what. And like, it's it's one of those murderer things where it's not like, oh, you're hanging out with a bunch of friends and you're like laughing and giggling. You're being asked about your husband's murder, and your response is to constantly cackle like you're the goddamn Joker. Yeah, <laughs> definitely did it. Yeah, it's that it's that like psychopath thing where you laugh because you have read online that laughing makes people comfortable, right? <laughs> so you right. just laugh all the time, regardless of if it's appropriate or not. <laughs> I mean, they're the talking eyes. about this meat grinder, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't even be able to fit his elbow in the meat grinder. <laughs> 
Because I tried. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very specific, Carol. <laughs> <laughs> now, what did she say about the oil on the shoes? Right, she said something about the saltine oil. Yeah, some She's sketchy, weird shit that only a murderer would Everybody say. Everybody <laughs> knows Chanel Nine only has the tigers sniff and lick it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. Oh, um, well, well, we have something to look forward to in a year, you know. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, exactly. Wait, isn't the isn't the, the last Airbender Netflix series comes out next week? In a next week. week. Oh, that was the fifteenth. Oh no, no, no. Is that no, no? I think they were putting the last Airbender on Netflix in the states, weren't they? Or is that the actual show supposed to be coming out? I already? No, the there's no show way show. the actual. No, show. dude. Just, I haven't seen a. Tra- oh, okay. No trailer, no poster, nothing. I haven't seen yeah, the show there's no. Yeah. That would be such a fucking power move, though. It's like, yeah, here, here's yeah, the right? show we made in secret. <laughs> it's yeah. like Beyonce, guys. Everyone's doing Beyonce, dropping that album. Maybe Beyonce will be Carol Baskins. Um, <laughs> that would be amazing. Jesus um, before we get started, I did want to really quickly. Um, I just remembered. Uh, so I watched all of the South by Southwest Amazon features. Oh. Oh yeah. Um, and the one they were okay, but the one that I want to recommend when it does come out, hopefully it gets because they they took them off now. It's after the sixth. You can't watch them anymore. But when this film called Gunpowder Heart comes out, that is the one that I would recommend. It's worth watching. Is that a short or is a? It's a feature. Um, awesome. It's a feature from Guatemala City, which is great. I've never seen a Guatemalan film before. Um, and it's about uh, two queer women who get attacked and they seek revenge on the men who attacked them. But it's cool. oh, nice. a very different, unique way to tell that story that's been done before. Um, and I really liked it. And I would recommend when that becomes hopefully available on some platform soon to check that one out. It was the best one I saw out of the seven. Very dope. Great. Yeah. Um, in- in in a last piece of news, in the similar news, um, the Tribeca Film Festival is teaming up with IMAX uh, and AT and T, and they're going to start doing Tribeca drive-ins. Oh hell um, yeah! Yeah, so they're going to start popping them up all over the U.S. during the summer. I would oh, absolutely nice. go to that. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah, I think it'll be a, awesome. I think there's going to be a big resurgence of drive-in theaters. I mean, it's social, but it's not. Yeah, yeah, you have the built-in social distancing because you're in your fucking exactly. car. <laughs> exactly. So I think that's going to be a that's a good move on their part. Hell yeah! Especially Let's see if, uh, uh, if AMC boycotts uh, those films too. Yeah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, so that's happening, and then there's that other thing, uh, the We Are One thing. Do you guys hear about that? No. Uh, I don't know the details, but a bunch of other film festivals are kind of teaming up with YouTube, I think it is, and they're going to do the same thing Amazon did and stream some stuff at some point. Awesome. Yeah. Very awesome. So it seems like awesome. everybody except AMC is embracing this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, uh, AMC is uh, um, it. Did, are the, you going to have to have the YouTube premium, or can you just, I will you be able to just... No, I think it's going to be free for a little bit, like Amazon was, but I, I, I don't know if they had that detail in. I think they just announced that they were planning this thing and doing it. Well, because you had to have Amazon Prime to do it anyway. No, you know, you didn't. No, that was oh, the whole okay. thing. Because yeah, it was only for like ten days, and it's like, yeah, you don't have to have Prime; you can just watch it. Oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah. Cool, yeah. Forward thing. Speaking of uh, free movies um, that 
wasn't actually free, Brandon. Oh, yeah, I had this as well. What happened to you? Nothing. I just had to watch A Knight's Tale on DVD because Ryan had it. Oh, well, there you go because it's the best movie ever. <laughs> so, of course, I had it on DVD. I, had, I got to watch it on Showtime, so I didn't have to pay for it. I went to rent it and accidentally rented it in, Fran- in French because uh, <laughs> near Canada. Uh, so, that was a waste of four ninety nine, And then I illegally streamed it online. Brandon. Uh, Brandon, was it a waste? Are <laughs> you sure you your culture now? <laughs> you no, can't. it was it was a waste. I don't know why Xbox uh, Film and TV would only have the French version, but apparently that's a thing. Because you're in fucking Canada, dude. No, that means nothing. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> that means I'm nothing. You don't own it already. This is like your jam. I, you know what? It's really funny you just said that, because until Josh uh, just said that, I forgot that DVDs existed. And I definitely own it. Uh, and this was not a problem, and I made it a problem. Because like, you're you right, go. I definitely own multiple copies of it right outside my bedroom. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, and that's didn't hilarious. think about it. Yeah, no, so okay. that makes me feel like a dumb dumb. But that's okay. We're moving forward. You know, no, it's great. Um, We're just gonna move learn. <laughs> uh, so yeah, a Knight's Tale, a true classic. Um, that was my pick for this week. It's one of my faves. I remember going to see it in theaters when I was like, I don't know, 11, 12, super young, and just loving it. Um, yeah, just a super fun movie. I'm excited to hear your guys' thoughts on it. I can go. Um, or I'll just go second. I guess you didn't ask who, can, who wants to go, but um, I volunteer, and I say... Who I, wants to go? I'll go. I'll go. There we All go. right, okay, Josh, go. Let yeah. us go. Um, I thought it's a fun movie. It doesn't take itself seriously, but then the parts that are serious and the sentimental moments made me a wreck. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a sucker. I'll say it again and again. I'm a sucker for people, you know, overcoming their past experiences or whatever and like rising up and coming who they want to be. And that's what this movie is. So I loved it. Yeah. KK? I did not love it. Is that all? Yeah, no. Just, um, <laughs> it's interesting. I didn't like. I I ended up feeling how I thought I would feel about it in the end, but the stuff that I thought I was going to dislike actually didn't bother me that much. And it was other things that I ended up not liking. It was very, very weird film. Oh, can I guess? <laughs> Sure, yeah, go ahead, Brandon. <laughs> okay, so I feel like what didn't end up bothering you and actually turned out hilarious and fun to watch was, like, their, you know, modern-era dancing and all that crazy crap. <laughs> and then what actually did bother you was some of the dialogues between him and her. That's my guess, right? Pretty pretty close, pretty much. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know, yeah, I don't know how we want to get started. I can, I can just go right away into what I didn't like about it. <laughs> Yeah, I'm interested. Um, so it was interesting because I don't know if you guys ended up reading because this movie came out in 2001, right? Yeah. So I don't know if you guys read Roger Ebert's review of it. He gave it three stars out of four. Like he liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. And he said that he thought it was funny that other critics were kind of like na- like knocking it for having anachronisms like the modern music and the modern dancing and all that right. stuff. 
but he was saying that's dumb because other period movies like this have like orchestral string scores, but that shit wasn't really invented or popularized until the 1400s, which is after mm-hmm. this movie also. Like this movie's earlier than that too. So that doesn't make any sense. So he thought it was just like fun. And so I kind of agree that I didn't think that just the idea of having modern rock songs or whatever was bad. I think that can work. I don't think inherently that's a dumb idea. I just felt that the songs they ended up choosing were a little on the nose and a little silly and didn't really fit. Like, yeah. You mean you didn't first, like David Bowie at the banquet? The first thing we see is a bunch of people in a stadium doing the queen shit. And I was just like, Oh my fucking God, is this the movie? that is?" <laughs> and like, it's just dumb. And then I also really, really rolled my eyes at when, uh, the boys are back in town, started playing <laughs> because it doesn't fit. Like it's, I understand like on a surface level, yes, they're coming back to London, but that song is like very celebratory and it's very happy and upbeat. And they're all fucking miserable and apprehensive about coming back to this place that they all have bad memories of. So it was just, no, a lot of that. no, yes. they're stoked to be going back. <laughs> no, they weren't. Yes, they, they were are. Like, they've come back as changed people. Yeah, they it, it was so inappropriately used, and the David Bowie <laughs> shit and all that. You know, like whatever, like it's fine. I, you know, but yes, I did. Brandon really hate a lot of a lot of the dialogue, a lot of the interactions between Heath and Shishannon, and this might be sacrilege, and I'm sure we're going to talk a lot about this, and you guys are gonna suck his dick. I didn't think Heath Ledger was that good. Oh, I disagree. I thought he was the weakest <laughs> out of the main cast. I loved Alan Tudyk. I loved Paul Bettany. I thought that Mark well, Addy was great. I that's that the magic of this movie, in my opinion, is the cast. The they're supporting am- cast. Yeah, I would agree. They're amazing in it. They're hilarious. Um, like, I love all three of those people. Yeah, it was so interesting because I was like, where the fuck have I seen this guy before? And it was Robert Baratheon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never seen him in anything else. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And there was another Game of Thrones person as well. I don't know if you guys caught. um, uh, Mace Tyrell was like the priest or one of the priests when uh, Heath Ledger's trying to hit on Shannon Sassamon for the first time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He rides the horse into the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, get out of here, woman. You'd be quiet or whatever. I don't know. Um, But yeah, I don't know. I thought that, I, I don't think that. Heath necessarily did a bad job, but I was just shocked. There's nothing to that character. He's he's just a brat. He's a petulant brat. No, <laughs> and, I disagree. Like, he's just trying to change his stars. No, stop! I'm gonna vomit, dude. <laughs> he just he's just following his feet, Caleb. He's following his feet. It's so yeah. it was so cliche ridden, and it was Caleb, really you boring. have been weighed, you have been measured, and you have been found wanting. Oh yeah, discount Jude Laws in this movie. Yeah, that guy's great. All right, <laughs> he is. No, he's very good. But I, I can only look at him and see like Walmart Jude Law. Like he, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, no, I, it's funny because I, I wrote down all the things that I kind of know the people from, and it's like, you know, the guy, uh, the Count. You know what's his face? The evil guy, Eldemar. Discount Jude Law. Um, <laughs> I was like, where did I just see him? He's so, and then he's on. He's in Judy. That came out a little bit ago. He's Sid. Yeah, he's he's and constantly so I was working. Like, okay, he's good. He's no, good. He's he's um, very good at. His name's Rufus Sewell. He's a very yeah. fine actor. I've seen him do a lot of Shakespeare stuff. He's very good. But and, that being said, he is a less famous Jula. Yeah, <laughs> true. I always like him in roles where they um, especially after this movie came out, like came out in the early two thousands. 
it, for the next couple years after this, you'd see him and stuff as like the uh, red herring. You know, you mean the tourist. <laughs> that's that's what I was thinking about specifically. Yeah, is that? But it happened a couple times where he'd be like walking around as a glorified like. Almost, you know, as a character, but a glorified extra with, you know, no lines, so that he would end up being not the bad guy, but he's there yeah. as a red herring the entire movie. Yeah. Oh, fine. Um, hold on. He's in this movie that is, he's very good in this movie called Dark City. I don't know if you guys have seen it. Um, mm-hmm. But that no. is probably his biggest, um, like, leading role, claim to fame. It came in the late 90s. He's good in The Illusionist. He's oh, good, he in, good in the um, Tristan oh, yeah. and Isoldi. Uh, he's 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 very good. I love him. He's in this modernization of Taming of the Shrew. Um, that's very good. But I cannot look at him without thinking about Jude Law because they look exactly right. the same. Yeah. Um, I would love to talk on Caleb's point about Heath Ledger. So I can I can definitely see Caleb's point because it's it's it is subtle. Um, he was 21 when he did this movie. He just got done doing Patriot. He did 10 Things I Hate About You. You know and he just kind of is this soft-spoken, not really much, but it's like his first kind of really big claim to fame kind of movie, right? Um, leading actor, right? And I, w- I actually went through all the special features and the little featurettes and stuff, and he says that, you know, he really, if it wasn't for like the ensemble cast, you know, like kind of helping him out, you know, it wouldn't have been as good. But I, it, he definitely grew a lot between this and like, you know, The Dark Knight or whatever. But even then, it's like, as a 21 year old, you know, what having a feature length movie on, you know, but I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's subtle. He's quiet. He's introverted or like he's, he's introspective, you know, but well, this is, this is my issue. I, I think that Heath Ledger suffers from the same kind of issue that dudes like um, Brad Pitt or like Chris Pine or Chris Hemsworth do is that they're very, they're very like handsome. So you put them in these like leading man, handsome roles where all they have to do is be pretty. And it's kind of like boring to watch them, but they're insanely good character actors. So if you let them be fucking weird and crazy and funny, that's where they're really good. Like Ryan Reynolds, I feel like is the same way. And with this, I I don't think he did like a bad job. It was fine, but there's nothing to that character. Like, it's, especially it's, when you contrast him against, like, Jeffrey Chaucer or his two other squire buddies or the fucking female blacksmith where they all are vibrant and they can express themselves because they don't have to be the male part of a love story. You know what I mean? Right. It's the writing. I don't think that he did a bad job. I think that the story is very, like, simple and it doesn't yeah. allow him to do what he's good at. It's very interesting. I wrote it in, like, way. less than a month. <laughs> what? And then you, like, but then you look at it, too, and it's like, that's really the only, other than Brokeback Mountain, and obviously, like, you're tackling a very oh, right, different right, thing right. there, but that's the only character where he's just a normal guy. That Brokeback Mountain, but Brokeback Mountain obviously has a very specific point to it. And it's, you know, yeah, I, I, would, I would say that Brokeback Mountain doesn't even fit. It's a very specific character work that right, he's doing. But that's what I'm saying. You know. Every other character, really, after this movie, is a character. Yeah. You know? And this is more of a blank slate. His own kind of what he what he does well, you know. Yeah, look personally, I love him in this. I think he's fucking fantastic. Um, And there's certain moments that, especially with him as a 21 year old actor in that position, there's certain moments that are like pure. I don't know, pure like fearlessness, like the character. 
One of my favorite moments that I think is accidental, but it's just it, it, it rang so well is when he's at the tournament and of course Shannon or whatever the character she's playing with the crazy hair. Um yeah, uh, we're, just gonna call, we're just gonna call her Becky with, her, with, with the hair. hot uh, topic highlights. <laughs> it's so like annoying. and then like the crazy fan, like the flare. I don't know what what they were deciding to do, but it looks like she um, came right from the set of Forty Days and Forty Nights with that hair, and they were like, "Oh, cool! No, you look great. Yeah, for you tonight, still, let's do this." Yeah. I feel like they borrowed Padme's like headpiece from Venice right. and just like stuck oh, it on right. her head. <laughs> you know, fun fact: she was a DJ and a casting director like picked her out and was like, "Hey, you should come read for this part," and she got it. I mean, really? she she did another fine. fun little note Everybody on the special fine. features. She's she was very competent in her playing a very basic character. I don't think that it's the actor's fault. I don't think that at all. But what <laughs> I was tra- what I was going to say is when he's losing because he's proving his love. Yeah, that he's like he's on the horse and they're like, "What are you doing? What are you doing?" He's like, "Losing," and he could just <laughs> like I don't know what it was about that access. Uh, that exasperation or just the little dump of like fuck me i hate love i don't understand yeah, women and, and he just and gets like, his shit rocked but like that moment for sure i'm just like yeah dude i feel you love stinks you know well and then right right after that i think it's alan tudyk is like oh she's here that's that's your love and he's like and how i hate her and then just like continues to ride yeah i don't know man it's it's such a like a there was just nothing to that character really. Like he wanted to change his stars. He wants to be a knight, and he so did. He, he was knighted. I he, cried. He, when he basically got his entire and and I know that they end up fixing it at the end, so it's okay. But his entire thing is that he lies, right? So he's a knight, and then he like bullies his friends into giving him their money, and then he. It's a is, really weird uh, way to look at that. <laughs> It's not at say, all. Caleb it's is not doing a all, Caleb dude. thing right now. He's like, yeah. you mean analyzing look at the how film? he bullies them? Taking oh, maybe it, instead it of bullying value. them, he made all of his friends rich and made enough money so they could all go back to England. But there was no guarantee that that was going to happen, right? But in the happened. world of the film. No, I know, but, but it, listen to what but I'm it saying. Happened. <laughs> Don't interrupt me. Listen to what I'm saying. So he, they all get their fucking five silver pieces or whatever, and both Alan Tudyk and Mark Addy are like no dude like we want to take our money and go home and then he's like well too bad because i have it and if you catch me you can get it but you're not going to catch me ha 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 and then he just like fucking is an asshole and he makes them like train with him right and he wins all these tournaments uh and then he sees a pretty girl and he's like oh i love her even though they they just fucking i hate that shit in movies when they're like (laughs) oh i love you so much you have seen them once and you know nothing about each other that's just just real i do that once a week it's just too boring has been making money off that formula (laughs) for decades for 50 years disney has used that formula and it works because (laughs) yeah but you know you know stuff about fucking like aladdin Aladdin's like funny and charismatic and scrappy and like, you know, Ariel has like very specific like goals and opinions on things. Heath Ledger's a fucking boring hot person in this movie, not in real life. In real life, he's dead. Wow. And then, wow, <laughs> yeah, there's uh, there just a leaden silence falls over. I'm not recording. happy about what's happening right now. <laughs> just let me fucking get my thoughts out. So. <laughs> Then these fucking two boring hot people decide that they like each other because they're both boring and hot. And then he is a fucking brat 
because he wants to fucking be the best jouster. And then he's got this fucking girl being like, hey, like, why are you being mean? And he's like, you're just a stupid girl. Flowers are dumb. I want to knock people off of horses. And then she fucking forgives him anyway because she's the boring hot woman who has to love the boring hot man. And then they have sex, I think. <laughs> and then Jeffrey Chaucer is like, yeah, fucking good. Which was like a really, really weird part, like scene in the movie. I was so, well. Yeah, well. Yeah, great, great scene. Perfectly uh, done. And then like they it's like PG thirteen, so they can't have show them having sex, so they just like lie down and like boring like romantic music plays in the background. And then the bad guy is like, Oh, I'm gonna like make her dad marry me and you're not a knight. But then, oh, guess what? Like discount Hugh Jackman makes him a knight and then they win the tournament and then but then like that never gets resolved because technically he can still if he's like negotiating with her dad anyway then he can still marry her but they never talk about it again no but but, okay but the the understanding of that is now with Heath Ledger being a knight it's the same status level so it doesn't matter yeah but but then they kiss in front of a really bad CGI background that transforms into a knight's guy and then the movie's over yeah. And I was like, oh. So, Caleb, are those all your so, thoughts, Caleb? Um, they're most cool. of them. I've, I'm holding on to the of, best ones. <laughs> coming out of Pessimist Corner. Uh, it's fine if you guys liked it. I'm trying to explain why I thought it was just kind of average. True, and we need, we need that opposite viewpoint. Yeah. Yeah. What um, I will say is Paul Bettany is the best part of that movie. He's fucking great. Yeah, of course. That's inarguable. Uh, I think it's because he's fantastic. based off a real character. Or a real, well, guy, a real art uh, author. <laughs> oh, that was the other thing I just want to say. Sorry. So, yeah, he plays a version of Jeffrey Chaucer who Jeff. wrote the Canterbury Tales. But this movie is not based off of those. Like, obviously, because, have I, you read A Knight's Tale in a Canterbury Tales? It's yes. boring as shit. This is oh, way better. Okay. <laughs> Are you telling me this isn't the more entertaining story? Because you're wrong. I, I mean, I don't know how to even begin to respond to that. <laughs> it's, it's the Canterbury Tales. It's like a classic, like one of the, if not the most famous piece of medieval literature. Um, and this so movie like, is like, I'm, it's based off of that. Just because old doesn't make not. it good. <sighs> I'm actually going to freak out. All right, somebody else talk for a while. <laughs> I just I, it took me by surprise that it wasn't actually based off of the story because it's being billed like it is like it has nothing yeah. in common with the, that story so I was no, other just, than oh. there being a knight and a thatcher that's it <laughs> that's straight up straight up that's it yeah um, so I was just like in an actual way I was taken aback by the fact that it's not even remotely bit close so that's no. all uh, and the only other kind of allusion to it is when he is getting, uh, when Paul Benny's character is getting, you know, fucked up for gambling and all of that, and he is like, I will eviscerate you in fiction, every pimple, every, because those two characters are in Canterbury Tales. Yeah, those, those two yeah. characters do appear in Canterbury Tales for yeah. sure, but not in the same way. No, any, but any, like, you know, he lights up those characters in a Canterbury Tale pretty bad. Yeah, um, at the at the end, that was, nice. uh, that was fucking annoying. At the end, when he was like, "I should write about this," it's like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I love I it know. all, man. I love it all. I know. Well, Every it's a, it's. It. I, I can see, like, it. I I definitely understand the appeal. I think that a version of this movie that had a better writer would have been something I would have appreciated more. You know, 
Also, let's keep in mind, I saw this movie when I was 11 in theaters and lost my shit. Sure. <laughs> so it's, it's definitely ingrained in there. Yeah. I did want to talk about, because uh, you kind of flew through the ending there, <laughs> and there's a moment that I do find very interesting, and I've, I've thought about this for a long time. And it's, it's, the, it's just that, that quick close-up at the very end. Like, we're talking very, like, last jousting competition, him versus Adamar or whatever. He's already got his armor off. Um, and there's that pushed-in close-up that lasts a few seconds right before they're about to go. And it's just how Heath Ledger handles that as an actor is very, very interesting. Um, Are you talking about the slow motion shot of him screaming his own name because no, bef- I burst out laughing. That was so ridiculous. No, no, but, but <laughs> right, like literally right before that, the close up right before that, where he's sitting on the horse and he's like staring him down. And mm-hmm. usually nine times out of 10, you just have a very specific, like angry stare down, you know? Yeah. And he's just doing, he's just doing work. He's doing something completely different. And, He's like chewing on the inside of his lip, and it's just like the weirdest thing, and it works. You know, it, it's just one of those small moments that sets him apart. But what did you think about the moment after that that I said? <laughs> I love it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I feel like Josh is going to be the kind of balancing, more neutral person. Oh, unless definitely. He, unless Only he agrees because with you. I spent, well, here's the thing it's the reason it didn't bother me as much. The whole yelling of the name is because I take the movie for what it is. <laughs> and I don't, it, it's not like, okay, of course he would do that. You know what I mean? I'm not going to like roll my eyes and be like, oh God, like if it was serious the whole time and then all of a sudden he did that. Yeah, I would laugh because it's a surprise, but it's not a surprise. Right. Of course he did that. Um, I thought it was interesting that, so I actually did a lot of stuff. Like if you go through like the special features, they do a lot of behind the scenes, like technical stuff and like explaining how they made it and like what's going on. And I want to get into some of that, but with the moment that Brandon's talking about, I think that just goes back to Heath Ledger being able, he had a, for the time, and I guess that's why he's appealing to the director, writer, whatever, is that he, he internalizes. He's very good at, or what was appealing that it all came to the eyes. He didn't have to emote. He didn't yeah. have to whatever. But then that's what Brandon's getting at is that that different choice when he's faced with this certain situation that other actors may have made differently. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, no, that's, that's did, exactly what I mean. You know, I did appreciate the fact that they did really joust. I and but before I go into that, I just remembered. So they used they uh, filmed in the Czech Republic. I think it was still the Czech Republic or back yeah, then. It was the it was. But in Prague, and Prague has a great system to like for like their homeless to like kind of get the skills they need to like work. And they paid all their extras, but a lot of them were homeless too and stuff like that. And just kind of they said that um, the Czech people have this really distinct facial features that really work well for medieval time mm-hmm. periods. Um, so they love that. But the moment when uh, Paul Bettany was introducing Heath Ledger for the first time in the sword event, that moment where everything was quiet for a little bit, and then Mark <laughs> Mark Addy had to like go yeah, and they all cheered, yeah. was like an actual take because because of the they didn't understand what was being said or when their cue was, and so all the extras just stayed silent, and they were about to yell cut and do it again, but then Mark Addy came up and was like yeah, and got everybody cheering, 
And the writer's like, yeah, I mean, that's better than I could have even imagined. But yeah, I love that. It's a cool little that's like blooper, you know? Such a good beat, too. Like, the way that that plays out is amazing. Yeah, because Paul yeah. looks around, he's like, uh, that wasn't supposed to happen. <laughs> fitting so fitting that uh, one of the most memorable scenes in this movie was on accident. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Okay. Do you need to go, yeah, do you need to step away and like take a walk around the Yeah, the I think park? I need to cool down. No, I, I mean listen, I, I think that there is lots to appreciate about it. Like I said, I think most of I mean the entire supporting cast is just full of amazing like actors who do a great job and it's funny. Um the Kate, the blacksmith, is fucking Lydia from Breaking Bad, which is insane. That's Whoa! such a different character. Oh, really? Whoa! Yeah. Right, like it's so different Good and crazy. Good for her. <laughs> yeah. Whoa! Really Holy um, shit! That's wow! Wow! Uh, yeah, I'm that very one was impressed right now. That one was cool. Um, her Jocelyn's friend, like her, like lady in waiting, is Berenice Bejo, who is very famous in France, but she was in The Artist a few years ago. Okay, that's um, right. But she looks super familiar. So it's full of like lots of, I know um, I made a joke earlier about discount Hugh Jackman, but James Purefoy is, is very good actor as well. He's oh, yeah. the reference. I was going to say every time he's on screen, he's got a, he's very commanding. He's very good. Yeah. It was well, it was well cast from top to bottom. I think um, again, I feel like the, the central two characters in the love story are kind of underwritten. But I don't have any issue with any of the performances. I definitely thought that the dancing was very <laughs> silly. And I, I know that you have to have that in the film. But I was just, it's just it just felt like it's just not my thing. And I think that's what it comes down to is yeah. a taste thing. Because I, well, I, I, sorry, you got Josh. No, yeah, no, I was just going to say the, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, to each his own and the taste and the, how the story is written. Like, you know, for me, the things that stuck out the most were the callback to, you know, the prince trying to do what he wants, but because he can't be heard, everyone's like, oh, I don't want to like joust the prince just in case, you know, and that whole class system type thing. Um, but so then he ends up paying him back because he did challenge him because that's all he wants to do is joust um, by knighting him so that he can continue the tournament and win his true love. But then also just like the rewriting of the stars, right? Like, um, right. you know, there was a line in there that he, uh, Heath Ledger's character says, Ronald or William, he says that like, what do you think nobility or royalty? Like somebody went and said, I'm, I'm a noble person, right? Like how did this class system even start? You know, yeah, it got goes, me they thinking took it at, of a like, tip of, at the tip of a sword. Right. It was like war. And they said, we are the family. We're the, now the Royal family. You will treat us as such. And it's like, or I'm a nobleman, you know, I'm a duke. It's like, how do you, it's just somebody somewhere going, hey, this is my title now. And everybody, you know, because nobody was educated back then, we're like, oh, yeah, no, he must be. You know, that's why I think it's mm -hmm. so great that uh, Paul Bettany's character can just write a lineage for him, <laughs> you know, and just like flat, like, just like flower it up and just, you know, it gets better and better every time. And I thought, it, yeah, I, I thought it was a cute little story. It's like the same. I get the same feeling watching this movie as I did like Shakespeare in Love or um, yeah, <laughs> right. I didn't. I didn't like Shakespeare in Love. I'm like, oh god, what? But you know, Romeo and Juliet with Leonardo DiCaprio. Like it's just very. Oh my god. <laughs> it's it's whimsical. It's it. 
you know, I don't know. I wouldn't describe Romeo plus Juliet as whimsical, but that's fine. <laughs> I, um, first of all, that's also a great movie, so I don't want to get into that. <sighs> um, <laughs> you guys are killing me. <laughs> we're killing you? We had to watch House. House is a fucking awesome, dude. The whaling <laughs> is awesome. I'll give you guys Purple Rain. That one was my bad. But That's funny. I um but Caleb, this is why you're here. You educate us. We give you all the fun not, movies no, 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 and you no, give I'm, us the hey, subtitles. Fuck off. House is a lot of fun. I'm not trying to whatever. I, I genuinely just feel <laughs> like I don't think I can only enjoy a movie so much that like the second it starts, I know exactly everything that's going to happen. You know yes, what I mean? That's, that is fair. You know exactly how it's going to end. You know where we're getting to. You know, it's not like, oh, there's a, oh, oh, it's a twist. And the prince has made him a knight. Like you yeah. knew that was coming or some version of that was going to happen. But because um, it's so predictable, I feel like it just every serious dramatic moment is undercut. Like meeting his dad. Like, of course. That's how, you know, like I wasn't yeah. surprised by that. I wasn't surprised by the prince knighting him. I wasn't surprised by him. Of course he's going to win the fucking, you know, like, of course he's yeah. going to win. Of course, of course, of course. And it, to that. me, I think that maybe Brandon, if I had seen this movie when I was younger, I would be able to look past that a little more, but uh, coming yeah. to it as an adult for the first time, like I'd seen like some of the jousting scenes before and, but coming to the total thing as an adult for the first time. Um, I just didn't, you know, it's not, it's not for me, you know? No, there was definitely times watching it last night under the lens that you guys were watching it as well, where I was like, huh, well, that was corner that I remembered. <laughs> <laughs> or being like, you know what I mean? Or like yes. noting different things and being like, oh yeah, Caleb's going to have something to say about that for sure. I forgot <laughs> about that moment. You know what I mean? Like being like, oh yeah, I did watch this like 90 times when I was 12. <laughs> so like those things don't even jump out at me anymore you know that's yeah. funny i watch all my movies and through the lens of what caleb is watching it through <laughs> how would caleb view this i'm not trying to be a downer i think that um like i said a lot of the acting is fun there i did laugh a couple times at like jeffrey chaucer and alan tudyk especially those guys <laughs> and you dance like a girl <laughs> punches him in the face um <laughs> You I know. love it. No, um, Adam Adam uh, Tudyk is that how you pronounce last name? Alan yeah. Alan Tudyk. Alan Alan Tudyk. Alan Tudyk. Um, he did mention though. Again, all my notes are a lot of uh, special feature stuff, but he did say it's interesting the, di- the dichotomy because we have to use that word once in an episode. Um, <laughs> it's a law, yeah. That you know, uh, Adam's character, Alan's character. I'm sorry, Alan. Um, his character is like a low class clown. You know, he's very like quick to temper and very angry, and then. You have Paul's character, which is like a high class clown. He's a he's he's a and uh, and so to speak, like they're they're dynamic. You know, like when um, Alan gets pissed off, he jumps over the rail. And he's like, yeah, he's like yelling at him, and then Paul comes up and just pushes him off. And it's like, good writing, good writing. You know, I think it's when uh, Heath Ledger lost or whatever. But yeah, it's um, a great scene. It's it's just a it's cool. Like they said that because the ensemble cast and the characters that are around Heath Ledger's character, like you have the leading man and you have all this, the, um, the supporting cast, but you know, they all balance each other out in terms of, you know, you have five characters that are like ensemble that kind of come in and they're all very dynamic and they're all very three dimensional in a sense of 
you know, they all have their needs, their wants or whatever, and their reasons of being there. But it all kind of works, you know, especially when it'd be hard to bring in the blacksmith, you know, and then all of a sudden four of them, it, it kind of gets tipped, but it didn't. And so I appreciated that a lot. Um, and their relationship, I kind of wanted uh, Mark Addy's character and the blacksmith to kind of get together, but oh. I, would, I would disagree with you that they're three dimensional. I think they're brought to life by the performances really, really well. But I think the movie focuses way too much on the boring love story for any of sure. the other supporting characters to kind of have their arcs. Like every one is their fate is just so tied to Heath Ledger's like success and his actions, because I agree. I think it would have been nice if each of them had a moment like, you know, to shine or, or something that they clearly, you know, it's on the surface, like the blacksmith, she wants to be taken seriously. Uh, yeah. You know, Jeffrey Chaucer wants to not be poor, but I agree that like, it would have been nice if they each found, you know, I think there was little hints of maybe Mark Addy and, um, Baron Espejo, like her lady in waiting, like they were like flirting a little bit. Alan Tudyk to like have something other than just being angry. You know, it, I think there there might have been room for that if it had been shuffled around a little bit. But um, I see what you're saying for sure. Um, I just I think that not all were there. What do you say? Uh, just him yelling pain was my favorite yeah. part. It's so much pain. <laughs> what did you guys think about? Um... Like as as actors, what would you guys feel of being in Prague over the summer in 100 degree weather in a suit of armor? Be the greatest you know, summer of my life. Because a lot of um, obviously the stunt guys did the jousting or whatever, you know. But um, the actors like the the B the B list uh, Jude Law, discount Jude Law. Um, he was like, <laughs> sorry, I laugh because there's a, the costume designer says, you know watching those actors pull the visor up and that, that face of anguish that you see on screen was real because they were so hot and so uncomfortable. And she's like, I loved every minute of it. <laughs> wow. And it's like, um, right. Um, but it was just interesting. Like, what do you go through as an actor? Like, it's cool to have the real armor and stuff like that, but like, God damn, you know, I feel like Obviously, they were all probably being paid well enough to not mind, but I, it would fair. definitely be I mean, hard work for sure. I mean, let me put it this way, though, and I'm sure all of these people felt this way at this point in their careers. Like, I'd go do it for free, and there's nothing that I would be happier doing. You know what I mean? Like, what, you're gonna, you get to ride horses and beat each other up and act for the summer? Yeah, awesome, let's do it. Right. <laughs> what are we talking about? I think this is more about I think this is more about you than it does like <laughs> the, the quality of that situation. Um Well no, but it's I mean it's that same thing where like, you know, nine out of ten actors, you know, would do uh, I mean would do it for free. I think nine out of ten Until actors they learn would do it they for can get scale. paid. <laughs> of course, of course. You got you know think... what I'm saying. <laughs> well, no, what you're saying is you you know, we would do it for free. I wouldn't do that shit for free. I wouldn't go to a fucking hot as balls country I don't speak the language of for an entire fucking summer and then like you know, you gotta pay me for that shit, dude. Well, like that's the thing, is like I still gotta pay rent. That's my issue of like traveling for that long. But in terms of like actually putting the armor on and obviously I wouldn't joust, but I would like to think that if if I get a big kind of actiony movie that I would do most of my stunts, you know? Um, there's a movie coming yeah. out, or the, there's a movie that's out on Netflix called Extraction with um, 
I watched it two nights ago with Daddy Thor. With yeah. Daddy Thor, and um, <laughs> they did a lot of long shots. They were kind of. I was kind of looking at. There's like an ad for like how they were filming it, and they had to do a lot of their own stunts because of how they filmed the movie. Yeah, you know. Well, did and you see so that clip really where cool. he, the cameraman, jumps with him? Is that the one you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. Like on top of like a car or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, so he's on top of two buildings, and it's, he throws the kid, the camera zooms in, and then the camera comes back, pushes back out with him, and then jumps with him. And So I had watched that clip of them filming it before, and then watched the movie. And it was, I mean, it works so well. It looks fucking beautiful, and like, it's a game changer. Um, you know, there's, there's scenes of him sprinting down the stairs with a cameraman in front of him, clearly, like, running backwards or on something. But it's so well right. done, like, the, the shots and stuff. Uh, as for a movie, it's fun, but it's not a full movie. Right. It's... Okay. I mean, I would love to think that I would be, you know, on that, um, you know, the uh, the horse with the armor jousting. But I guess the jousting that they did was kind of intense. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, that's, like... I, I'm sure a bunch of people got injured. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you have to assume, right? Like, that's, Well, and then that's... they had to put... All the guys that flew off the horses, that the armor was actually plastic, so it didn't hurt. Because there's not, you know, iron and oh, steel is inevitable. Yeah. Uh, the, so the stunt guys, you know, I would love to be a stunt guy, but also I like to have some FaceTime on camera, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Got to see that pretty face. But uh, I do wish that they had managed to make the jousting scenes. I mean, I, I understand that there's only so much you can do because it is literally the same action every time, but I feel like they could have done a little more work, making it visually interesting. I yeah. don't, I mean, well, I mean they, they look, if you look again, yeah, special features, but the second AD or whatever, who would do the jousting scenes, he like digs like holes in the ground to put the camera in and like to do the upper shot, like the up angles or whatever. Um, and they That's had cool. a guy flying on a crane to, to follow behind the horse. Like the way they created it to get the shots, I thought was extremely interesting. And as a potential future filmmaker of whatever, it's like watching the behind the scenes is actually a, very interesting um, mm -hmm. to me. Yeah. And how they got about doing no, it. So. There's no easy way to shoot that. No, of course not. You know? Right. Um, well, and then like the horses too, you have to train them for like 10 weeks because right. horses don't like to charge in. When something's coming no. at them, you know, so like <laughs> there's a lot of be real of like the horse is like freaking out and all the extras running because the horse like runs, you know, guys like, whoa, Nelly, you know, <laughs> like, oh, um, everybody chill. Yeah, that might be unfair on my part. I just I feel like it, we, it, it just was very visually repetitive. I know they did a lot of work to get, you know, the first time, the first couple of times it was really cool. But then, you know, especially at the end, I wanted there to be some more variety in what i was looking at but sure, like I, step I understand up. yeah that's very i know it's very very difficult to do that well no i mean you're right though you just kind of run out of stuff that you can do at a certain point yeah i mean you're <laughs> just you're, you're you're jousting you know which but, is oh, why spinorama oh, move <laughs> well no but but i think that it was a missed opportunity because there were like five or six different events i think it could have been more exciting if he had competed against Adamar in like all the different events. Like you yeah. have the joust, but then you have the sword and the bow and arrow. Like you could have done a little more, you know, instead of just the jousting, I think is what I'm saying. But yeah. you know, I know that's not the movie. I know there's practical limitations on that. So it might just be me. Yeah. I mean, you also got to imagine that for the sword fighting scenes, it's a lot more, uh, a lot more days training. 
Yeah, but I mean, I, I'm never going to like, you, you know, I'm never going to be like, oh, it would have been more work. Like, you know, like, no, 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 I'm like... just trying to think practically why maybe they didn't do that. I don't know. Yeah, no, I mean, you're, I mean, I think that's definitely a factor, but I don't know. It could have been cool. Like, how cool would it have been if they were like doing a sword fight or like they were like yeah. having a bow and arrow off or I don't know what the other fucking events are. If they just wrestled at one point, oh, they just like got so frustrated. They took their armor off and started beating the shit out of each other. That would have been cool. <laughs> well, I think also you could have like built it up of him, with him trying all these different things and then finding that jousting or the sword fighting were the two that would get him farther. You know, but and that's then, not the movie, Josh, because he's not he's better at sword fighting, but he has to learn to be better at jousting because he's got to change his stars. If right. you ever say change the stars like that again, I'm going to freak out. <laughs> um, I'm surprised that the greatest showman uh, rewrite the stars with Zac Efron uh, didn't come up, but that's OK. That should have been the you theme song. Sure Zac Efron was like 12 or 13 when this movie came out. True. Oh. So, <laughs> uh, will anybody else have uh, final thoughts? Should we, Brandon? What do you think? Yeah. Do well, first, my, my last final thought is: How good is Alan Tudyk's British accent? It's he's good. Amer- he's American, and he, he's he only... does a lot of. He's very talented. He went to Juilliard. He's very, very talented. Yeah, man. he's amazing and hilarious. Very funny. I mean, I personally, he'll always be Wash from Firefly to me. Um, <laughs> yeah, fair. But everything he does, he's he's great in. I've never yeah. seen him and thought that he didn't crush. It's very awesome. No, he's fit. He's fantastic. I just grew up thinking. Thought I grew up thinking that he was British because of this movie. Wow. Yeah. No, he's a he's a home homegrown American boy. Yeah. That's amazing. Yep. Uh, but no, that was. I mean, that's kind of my my last real thought on it. I don't know. I love this movie. I'm gonna give it a four point five out of five. Okay. So not quite as good as Miracle. Not a five? What? Okay. Different. No, it's not as good as Miracle. <laughs> I like Miracle. Miracle's um, so I good. I will go yeah. next, and I will give it a three and a half out of five. All right. All right. I will. I will give it a three out of five, only because I gave Legend a two and a half out of five. <laughs> this is better. This is definitely better than Legend is. Alright, I'll take that. Didn't so we just talk about how that doesn't matter? <laughs> well, I no, I think like in terms of because it's the same filmmaker. So in terms of like oh, one right. filmmaker's filmography, I think that I don't know what the fuck happened between this and legend that made him fall off like that. <laughs> um he he definitely missed. I think that there's a lot of stuff to like about this about a knight's tale it's just not my type of thing so i'll give it a three cool <laughs> um well that's a knight's tale uh glad it's off the list just kidding brandon <laughs> we can we can do uh, it again in in six months if you want next week see if anything's changed <laughs> <laughs> yeah we'll do a redux for like a hundred episode special <laughs> of all I the think, movies we uh, all hated <laughs> right oh god that'd be great um caleb what's next i think you're up um, I Night's Tale too. Yeah, <laughs> Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> no, I I don't want to fuck around. Um, I just want to watch a classic that I haven't seen yet. I want to watch Raging Bull. If that's cool with you guys. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You got to stop with those. Those are really hard on the editing ears. <laughs> Sorry. I just went from um, six to midnight though. Yeah. Uh, I have not seen this film. 
and we haven't talked about Martin Scorsese yet. I know that it's on the Criterion channel and American Netflix, so hopefully we can all see it. Yeah. Raging Bull. All Raging right. Bull. Mr. De Niro. Perfect. All right, Brandon, you want to sign us off? All right. Thank you guys to listen. Thank you guys for listening to three <laughs> MFAs talking about a night's tale. Yep, yep. And remember, all you gotta do is follow your feet. Okay, I'm going now. Goodbye. <laughs>